Okay, so I decided that I should try to record a couple of things uh, for the election. Actual election is what I was going to say, is actually over. And today is 11-8-2016, the day that America decides whether or not we, you know... Ugh, I don't even know where to start. And there's the GPS lady, who I kind of want to punch in the face. Except I know she's not a real, altogether human lady. And punch people in the face tends to hurt your hands. I mean, I'm not, I don't know that I'm ever trying to become that seasoned of a fighter that it doesn't hurt when I jaw somebody. You know, like, F, hurt. Uh... I think I first recorded back in, was it June or April, that, you know, this whole Donald Trump thing was going to be serious, and, you know, everyone should be ready and aware that, you know, he's probably going to almost be El Presidente, and we need to decide how we feel about that, you know. Uh, I've heard several people use the example of, you know, it's like when you've got a festering sore and everybody knew that, you know, you scraped your knee and you just threw a band-aid on it and, you know, now all the pus and stuff is going to come out and that's what's happening at this election. All of the ugly, you know, dirty uh, words we used, let's just be honest, racist people uh, or, you know, anti-ethnicity other than their own people. Uh, misogynist, rapey people, um, super religious people who want to take away the rights of other people who are not their religion or who don't believe in the same quote-unquote sky god that they do. Uh, The xenophobia thing, you know, you're a nation of immigrants. Your grandfather's actually an immigrant. You, you know, married a chick who is an immigrant and you know we don't necessarily believe that she had a work visa when she showed up but you know for brown immigrants it's a fucking issue we don't want them and I guess from my end as someone who's mixed with a little bit of everything uh, but happens to quote unquote look brown and have a you know half curl half fro hairstyle going on I don't like that people are saying, oh, you know, the browning of America, as if it's the first time, quote unquote, this landmass has not had a majority of brown people on it, when that is a lie and that is a distortion of history. Because we all know that there were already people here before the quote unquote colonial settler people showed up. Uh, And... You know, ironically, there's stuff going on with the Sioux up in the Dakotas right now that is involving corporate America, you know, once again, pushing up against their land rights and, you know, basically saying, hey, you don't have rights. We get to do whatever the F we want and the feds aren't going to stop us. The states aren't going to stop us. The locals aren't going to stop us. In fact, those three government, you know, type agencies that are designed to protect the consumer and to protect the actual citizens, you know, the living, breathing, walking around hominid types, 
they, you know, could give a fuck about your fucking land and any fucking treaties we sign. So I just find it to be very ironic that somebody like Mr. Trump, you know, feels the need to talk about bad treaty deals and, oh, you know, this deal was bad and you could give two fucks about whether or not the actual treaties that we've had with our own people on our own fucking land, you know, the natives that were here before the immigrants from Europe showed up, you know, we we could give a fuck about those treaties, right? And uh, it just so happens that they're cousins. Yeah, because I've got news for people who act like quote-unquote Mexicans and quote-unquote Nicaraguans and quote-unquote Brazilians, yeah, those are all the descendants and the relatives of the people that you did the whole genocide move against uh, when you did come settle over here, that you made treaty after treaty after treaty with that you knew that you had, and I'm not saying you the particular individual, but if your ancestors have been here for, you know, since the effing Mayflower, then, you know, there's a chance that someone related to you or someone that knew someone you were related to we all know about degrees of separation if not look it up uh you know they voted for that sort of thing or they went along with it it didn't just happen by itself that these treaties were broken it was a conscious and collective decision by quote-unquote men in power at the time on the state side so you know it's kind of a problem that now uh, everyone wants to talk about trade deals this and treaties that and those people don't care about us. You know, we need to care about ourselves and we definitely need to care about our indigenous peoples. It upsets me that in other countries where they're quote unquote white, yeah, you don't even have a separate name for the indigenous people because it's very clear that you did not show up and take over a country or you were, you know, the people that were already there. So this being against brown people immigrants and it's like oh so when it was you know Irish people or Italian people illegally immigrating please wake up and understand that the people that had immigrated here legally were against them as well but one of my main issues about the whole thing is being a person who grew up in quote-unquote you know not true poverty uh, but definitely towards, you know, somewhat of the lower income bracket, especially based on how many siblings that I have, you know, the same amount of money just covering three people, two adults and one child is totally different if there's more than two adults and more than we'll say five or six kids. That amount of money does not go the same distance. Okay, so let's agree upon that. This idea that rural people or wealthy people or the middle class, whatever you want to call it, the idea that people in extreme poverty, that they go where there are no jobs and there are no, there's no money to be made for them, is complete and utter false, falsehood, cockamamie, nonsense, lies, and propaganda. Poor people go where there are resources. That's where people in extreme poverty are driven to. So in after World War II, which is when I'm guessing I need to go back and really dig through my history, but definitely World War II, if not after the Cold War, definitely 
sometime around Vietnam, you have to look at the more that quote-unquote black people or people of mostly African descent in America, you know, the descendants of the slaves, the more freedoms that we got and the more, you know, housing privileges and voting rights and all of that that we worked for and that were, you know, bestowed upon us through hard work, uh, the less we did things like clean toilets and nanny and the more we did things like, you know, try to compete with the rest of you know, the people that we're in the country with. And it just seemed to me that more and more those same jobs, the maids, you know, the dishwashers, those jobs began to, you know, free up. And let's be honest, a lot of times a quote-unquote white person is going to be like, I want to be paid more, right? And the Latin American illegal immigrant is going to take less money. Part of it is because they feel they have less of a choice. They know that, you know, fair labor practices do not apply to them. But who was hiring all of these people if they started coming in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s to a point where it's made all of these white people so, or as I like to say, pink and peach people, so uncomfortable that they feel like their nation is being taken over. Who paid those people if there were not a super high amount of African-American bosses and small company to large business owners and shareholders, if there were not a super high concentration of Asiatic, as we'll call them, uh, business owners and shareholders, etc., and if there was not a high amount of the Latin American or Southern American community doing the same thing, then we all know that it was white men, most likely, and statistically can probably be proven, that were the ones that paid all of the Hispanic people under the table. You remember seeing it if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. The jokes about, oh, you know, 14 Mexicans in a car, 20 of them living in, in the same house. So, yeah, border security may not have been as tight, but I guarantee you those people who, you know, stay in the penthouses or whatever, and they definitely want a maid, and they definitely would prefer to see a brown person, you know, in a what we call servile position, you know, they didn't care at the time whether those people had their papers or not. And whether, you know, those people were getting tax benefits or uh, that their children were going to be born citizens. They wanted the means to the end, which was paid for under the table. These are the same people that would rather have cheap Chinese steel than pay the higher amount for the good quality American steel. Those are the business owners. These are the people that I feel that the Republicans and the conservatives, you know, they never want to talk about. Yeah, all of these Hispanic people showed up, but they showed up because we had money and we had jobs. And every time you got on the bus or drove by a bus stop and saw one of them standing there, it was all good when they were, you know, quote unquote, all working at the McDonald's all through the 90s. How do you think they got here in the country? Who was hiring them? Someone had to hire them. So, to me, that's a little ridiculous that, you know, oh, well, you know, they're these horrid, evil people, and, you know, they show up and they take all of our stuff. You know, you guys showed up first and deboed their land from their ancestors and their relatives and lied and broke a whole bunch of treaties and shit. 
not to mention the constant systemic violence that native people endure especially native women and it's it's just it's sick and it's sad and it makes you feel like you're watching Daria and Sick Sad World all the fucking time so the xenophobia against immigrants I just want to be like suck my clit are you complaining about you know uh Eastern European, you know, women who, you know, end up being sex slaves before they make it out of, you know, whatever effed up situation they thought they were, you know, well, they thought they were coming to a good situation, but they ended up in an effed up one. I just wonder who, you know, is upset about those chicks. It's all, you know, again, when you're a white guy and you're, you know, over in Vietnam cheating on your white wife with your Asian wife, you know, or your Asian girlfriend, you know, who's given up punani and you know your wife's probably i don't know 30 and this chick is probably 14 and it's just oh well you know that's how we did it over there it's like oh you like brown people then right and that's that's another thing i want to talk about let's stop pretending that there are not loads of white men professional white men that like brown vagina it just it just baffles me that there's this thing where it's just like, oh, no, no, no. we know you like it. Come on. You don't get a whole nation full of medium-complected brown people that started out super, super much more dark, if you look at biology, without there being a whole bunch of mixing going on. And we know that there was not a lot of consensual version of that mixing, so it was all kinds of rapey rape. And I don't even want to dig up the amount of prostitutes and strippers that are constantly solicited or you know end up servicing men of mostly European descent in our country and very much abroad so again you like brown people when they're shining your shoes and they're chauffeuring you around or you are raping them or you know paying them to have sex with you there's no problem with brown people then it's when we are asserting our rights and we want to be treated just like anyone else that it becomes an effing problem and that's the problem that I have with the quote-unquote racism and the quote-unquote xenophobia and can we take it to another level when I'm sitting at the blankety blank blank little Wayne concert and as far as the eye can see and this is at a outdoor venue in Georgia I see children of the very people who are quote-unquote voting for Donald Trump. You know, they are at this concert. They know all the lyrics. They are not thinking a complete, any sort of racism actively thing in their brain at this time. And I get that they have implicit bias and unconscious bias, but... I just am looking at the gap and I'm hoping that, you know, here in 2016, the people who were 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, that they have grown up in such a more inclusive and more uh, versatile society that we have less to worry about than we think. I really do hope that this white fear, you know, or pale fear, as I want to call it, you know, I get it. They feel like they're dying out. They see the country diversifying. But, you know, you reap what you sow. 
you are are the people who decided you wanted to enslave the brown people over in Africa. You, you know, knew that you could build your country on our fucking backs, take our children, sell them from us. I mean, decided to treat us like we were not human, the same way that you decided you wanted to treat the Native Americans. And we are the two groups of people who are now, there's a reckoning coming. And I understand that the fear is... Look at how we've treated them. If they get in power, holy fuck, how are they going to treat us? And, you know, it's one of those things where maybe the tide is changing, where they should be a little bit more afraid of us because we do have less to fear because we've already been treated like, you know, animals by you people on both sides. And my best friend is, you know, of mostly El Salvadorian descent. There's some Spain up in there on her father's side. But it's just the idea that people who come out of poverty and come out of extreme violence, you know, those are the people, they will work harder. You know, they will work so hard. They will do the most menial tasks just to feel safe, just to feel like they have a chance to have basic food on their effing table. So I don't feel like we should turn away immigrants. And I also feel like we should be paying more attention to, you know, our own generational problems in rural America and in urban America that, you know, spell out a lot of why the quote unquote white people are upset. I don't blame them. They've been bamboozled and they've been hoodwinked in a great many ways. And if I were them, I'd be a little pissed off too. So I get it. I get some of that. But I I don't I don't condone condone Donald Trump. And, you know, thinking it's okay to just be a completely racist prick all the fucking time. And, you know, ha, 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 hoo, hoo, hoo. You know, uh, brown people of all shades have contributed a great deal to this country. And we are Americans. And we're not going anywhere. Nobody's going to be like, oh, well, you guys go back to Nicaragua. And you guys go back to Rwanda. And you guys go back to Vietnam. And you guys go back to Kajikistan. No, no, we are Americans. Okay, so I was on a rant and then effing CVS called me. Uh, I want to also talk about yeah, I was talking about education I believe and how it's been really effed up in America and getting worse. Um, So, yeah, Donald Trump thinks he's slick. Uh, People like him, uh, as I was saying, I get the whole, you know, baby boomers and their parents and maybe the oldest of their children being on this, you know, oh, whaley, whaley thing. And in a way, they should be slightly whaley, whaley, but I don't think the descendants of the slaves and of the natives are going to do our European... Tenth of a mile. Uh, friends, or you know, descendants of our European friends, how they did us. Uh, and so, you know, for 
those of the European descendants that really have gone out of their way throughout American history to fight against, you know, their cousins who are super, super de-duper hot and blazing, you know, uh, hopefully it'll all work out in the end. But one of the other, uh, notes that I would like to really point out is this denial of the global warming thing or the climate change thing, whatever you want to call it. It's really happening. The planet is getting effing hotter. And I think that an unconscious panic that is happening to older, quote-unquote, pale people is because in order for their descendants to survive on a super, super hot planet compared to what we've seen throughout human history thus far, they're going to need to be more brown. Let's just be honest about it. And so naturally over time, there's going to be a browning of the species. So it's, it's kind of coincidental to me that, you know, things are kind of going down the way that they're going down. But yeah, I mean, there's no way that pale people from Norway, you know, their kids are going to have to get more brown over the next several generations. It's getting that hot. So every time I see one of those giant trucks with you know the jacked up wheels and all this small looking shit coming out of the back of it I just shake my head and be like well you know you're making it harder on yourself and you know this whole confederacy thing where you all took on America or the quote unquote union did this whole secede from the union thing um, over the economics behind slavery which again based on technology how long was that really going to last the way that it was I mean you get the cotton gin the more you know you get this stuff stuff technology that makes manual labor less and less necessary you know how much do you need these slaves again not just cheap labor, not just free labor. You know, you want to be able to constantly dehumanize people to make yourself feel better. I mean, I think that's something that we as a species need to be honest about. You know, if you go back and look at chimpanzee behavior and other primate behavior, yeah, we're kind of fucked up when we don't like each other. You know, less worried about the sky god smiting you and more worried about, you know, us smiting each other and the, you know, viruses and the natural disasters, a.k.a., you know, geological and uh, weather pattern phenomena effing up our civilizations and societies and cultures. And, you know, that's when massive human life is going to go down the effing tubes. So, uh... I get why they're a little afraid. It is getting more brown, and I believe I predicted as about a 10 or 12-year-old, not even knowing about the trends that were already happening, that that's what was going to go down. Because I was like, there's no way that you all get to come across the water, say, this time Scott Hampton interrupted me, and, you know, I'm not even pissed off or anything, because guess what? Shit happens. Uh... Only slightly irritating. Uh, and now I am about to hopefully make a weird sort of sort of U-turn so that I can get in line to go.
go towards the Wind Dixie. Almost. That's the land I want to be. Okay, so where was I? Uh, yeah, so it's going to get hotter. So we're going to be driven to interbreed more, especially the people, the pale and pink people, right? And uh, that's all fun. And um, I also believe that Donald Trump, it's a horrid plan, knowing the amount of women, you know, that like to vote in general. You know, there's going to be ignorant women uh, who, you know, are, all I can say is victim to the patriarchy games. Uh, instead of hunger games, I call them patriarchy games. Um, and it is what it is. So, but the rest of us who, you know, have any sort of self-respect and decency, we're not down with that. I mean, you can look at Donald Trump and tell he's that type of predator dude. So I am of the opinion I would much rather be dealing with the quote-unquote wicked witch who's riding around on her broomstick than the man behind the curtain. That's just me. No, I, that's 100%. I would rather deal with someone whose politics and whose behavior I'm already familiar with. You already know what you're getting with uh, Hillary versus with what's-his-face I feel like you also already know what you're getting. There's no way. This dude has been talking about running for El Presidente since the late 70s, early 80s. Come on. He's got at least 30 years of stone-cold nonsense on the books. But, you know, he's a professional deflector. And I just think it's a little sad to think that, you know, how many years after we defeated Hitler? Fake baby Hitler? That's who we're about to elect? Come on. So, you know, anybody who's about building an effing wall and then try to say Mexico is going to pay for it, come on, dude. Like, you know, you're just going after people who are ignorant and who are not thinking about stuff like, you know, our jobs are never going to be the same. That's like saying you want to go back to having brown people pick cotton. Like, okay, that is not what is going to make us competitive in the world right now. That's what I thought you wanted. I thought you wanted to be competitive in the world, not just get your quote-unquote way. Because the two things, you know, may not go together. Yeah, that's a little crazy parkage right now. So, I'll continue my rant. Oh, that's cool. After I see about my prescriptions. 